Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 4, Episode 21. It's called The Drumhead. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Some of our favourite episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation tend to be when Picard feels that the fundamentals, the ideals of the Federation are being messed with or are at jeopardy. Mm -hmm. And he will often end up make a speech <laughs> uh, to... Usually to, quite good. To, to you know, get this point across to everyone, to to explain to everyone that they can't let their, their, their morals flounder. And this is one of those episodes. This is an episode with a trial. It's an episode with some ethical things that are brought into question. And dare I say, actually raises some interesting beats that I think are actually what are overly... And this almost feels too generous to say this, because I don't think this is necessarily true in a strict sense. But I do think, in a weird way, you can say that the modern Trek shows and modern Trek things almost exploit with the door that this episode kind of opens, even though I think this episode offers something in a way that fits with what Star Trek is, with what Next Generation is, with who Picard is. And this episode like made me kind of hate the Picard show more than I already did. Oh, because, oh really? Because... So this episode is about a witch hunt, essentially. It's it's a it's um there's a conspiracy right at the start of the episode. Of the already before it started, we hear the the opening monologue, the the captain's log. They've caught a, a Klingon who was on board as a an exchange science program. They caught him sneaking out information and sending it to a, to the Romulans, and they've basically already kind of solved the crime. There, there's, there's a little hearing we see at the start, a little bit of questioning. But it's already pretty much a done deal. He tries to kind of like lure in Worf by bringing up, hey, you're not respected on, you know, what's the Klingon homeworld called again? I've forgotten. Anyway, uh, but he, he's like, you're not respected. You know, maybe I can talk to some people in high places and maybe restore the honor of, of your family name. And Worf, you know, does not accept that. He, he gets very upset with him and makes it very clear that he will make sure he's, you know, punished for whatever he's done wrong and whatever, however he's sent messages to, to the Romulans he will find out he will do his job blah 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 right all good stuff but there's all, there was also an explosion uh, in just the a couple of days later to do and you know these the, the plans that, that for this place were transmitted along with you know the other stuff that he stole just a few days before yes in the engineering section of the ship um, and and so it becomes a concern that maybe he has he has an accomplice on board and there's someone else to find. They bring in this Admiral Sati, she's out of retirement, so they bring her on because she's good at questioning people, she's good at weeding out traitors and conspiracies and whatever, I don't know. But they bring her on board and at first she's hesitant to work with Picard, but she's like, you know what, I think we're going to get along. You know, I've, I've often been hesitant with partnerships because i find that it's not really that equal which is funny because ultimately everything she says that she worries about picard be being early on is what she actually is to picard as the episode actually goes on yeah but it becomes a switch hunt when her and she's got a betazoid with her right who is reading the people that they're questioning and they question this young uh, uh officer in the medical department and there's someone who gave the the the, the Klingon the traitor uh, some shots. So there's a there's, there's a loose connection that they interacted at least once or twice. And they question him, and he's a bit nervous. Uh, and notably, the one characteristic he has is that he. I mean, obviously it changes a little bit later, but 
he is like his grandfather he's like one quarter or something like that vulcan and once he said that, i was like oh yeah he's got slightly pointy ears they're not full vulcan yeah but a slight... you just see it enough that once once you're looking for it you're like oh yeah okay i get it there's, there's a little bit there oh nice touch yeah so his grandfather was vulcan and uh as soon as he leaves though sat is like oh no or, or the, the debate is on i should say he's lying right he's hiding something he's hiding something big and picard quite quickly says well i mean he's nervous obviously he's clearly uh uneasy about all this that doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty um and of course eventually they do find that he did lie about something he, you know yeah uh, right right back at the start of his career he lied about who his grandfather was his grandfather was actually romulan and that becomes like, okay well if we can't trust your your you know your entry like paperwork then how do we trust anything else you can say that kind of line of thinking mm. but it becomes this witch hunt for this character who they, they want to make an example of they've got them um, you know they eventually bring in a crowd which picard doesn't know is coming because all, all the hearings and questions up until this point have all been in an empty room just with the, the questioners and the person and then he comes in and there's like a whole crowd it becomes this whole charade and picard's becoming more uneasy as the episode goes on about the line of thinking this is going and we'll talk about Worf kind of separately in his own i think i think that's a topic on his own as Worf almost in this episode sure. uh, even though it's directly related to everything going on um but it's this idea that satya clearly is determined to find someone to punish even though seemingly there's no one else to actually find because quite quickly in the episode uh Jordy and uh, data have done some analysis analysis and they've done some testing and it's like oh yeah that explosion that thing that happened that did hurt a couple of people but didn't kill anyone we've done the analysis and honestly this almost looks all, almost surely is an accident it's not an intentional it's thing it's just pure coincidence that it happened right after this and you know and coincidences happen right yeah uh and saya doesn't believe it her betazoid uh consultant or interrogator doesn't believe it either and it becomes this this thing where they're gunning and trying to make sure and at first they kind of play along with picard when picard says well that that you know that solves it right nothing there's nothing to find there's no reason to go looking for anyone else not really uh not, not in an extreme way anyway and they say well we're going to keep investigating just to prove his innocence just because you know he's innocent so let's let's prove it let's not you know rule him out and then move on close the case yeah but then he shows up to the next line of questioning and it turns into a hearing. Because as he even puts it in his speech later, it might not have technically been a hearing, but it was a hearing. Like, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but that's what it became. Yeah. Um, I think what he uses is trial. Trial, it's a yeah. It's more damning than hearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it becomes this very ethical thing where Picard sees this this has becoming a witch hunt and he compares it to the drumhead of, of military trials, uh, you know, in olden days. And he... And I think it's a speech that he gives at the end to Worf, right, the, the, the last scene of the episode that kind of brought it all home for me, really. It was already great, I thought, the episode. Yeah. Before yeah. that point. But that, that that speech really told me kind of how important this was in the context of what Star Trek is. I think there are three truly great Picard moments in this. Yeah, there's, there's a good number of them. Um, and it essentially boils down to him saying no. You're presuming someone's guilt and you're going out of your way to hunt someone. M- maybe it's to make you feel this better, that you know, everyone will feel safer because they found a culprit. Oh, we weaned them out and we got the, the culprit, so therefore we can all feel safer because we did this. We, we did something about it, even though they basically made up the, the problem in the first place uh, at a certain point. 
so there's that idea. There's this idea of Picard sticking up for someone who does, you know, he yes, he made a mistake and he ultimately admits to that when they confront him in the questioning that he he lied on his admissions and Picard speaks to him privately later and that you know tries to find okay, what was your life like? You know, who were your parents? You know, how did you get into Starfleet? What did you want to be? Yeah, yeah, and it, it just gets to know him a little bit, and it's clear that he's just a scared young kid who's now terrified that his entire career's done because he made one mistake, which ultimately isn't that innocent. And I think you could even read into the idea that he made he lied about that because he knew it might have an influence on how people look at him if he has Romulan blood in him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, do you know what? I almost at what the, uh, there was a point in the episode around here where I almost wanted him to be guilty in some ways in that. That, that that's not the point here. The point is, you know, Picard going through the actual systems and not just doing this on hunches <clears> and because we can. And, and you know, it, it never gets to that. It, it it's just it seems like his career is still ruined, though. At the end, like they don't fix this for him. That's that's out there now and that's on record and that's kind of ruined him. Well, we don't know. It's ambiguous, honestly. I, I mean, there was a bit, a little bit of dialogue at the end that that made it feel to me like that was it. But uh, could be wrong. It felt more ambiguous to me if they, if they actually will be completely, you know, yeah, sure, there'll, there'll be some kind of punishment for maybe the lies that he told, but it's, it's kind of ambiguous as to, you know, is he going to be ruined now in Starfleet? Will he never be able to progress? It, it, you know, it, 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 I think it intentionally leaves it in a place where you don't know what the outcome of this is, especially given how everything ends with, with, with Sai. So the... The big scenes of the episode, right? Obviously, there's the moments where Picard's kind of starting to feel uncomfortable and he's realising what this is turning into. And yeah. he tries to, to tell this to Worf. And we'll kind of go back to Worf because I think Worf, again, deserves his own kind of through-line conversation. But he doesn't want to go be, be a part of this. He tries to tell Sati, look, this is going to stop. I'm going to talk to Starfleet. And she's like, I've already spoke to Starfleet and I will find whoever's involved. I will interview everyone on this ship and I'll find every single conspirator. And it's those words like conspirator. It really feels like a witch hunt at this point, where she's looking for people to, you know, crucify. Yeah, this this really feels like their take on you know, uh, you know, why why McCarthyism was terrible, essentially, yeah. right? That that's that's what this episode is. And then he's summoned. He's summoned for for hearing, but not as the as one of the you know investigators. He's summoned to be questioned the next day. Yeah. Um, and he comes in, and he sits there and. This scene is wonderful for a number of reasons. It's wonderful, obviously, because of the speeches he makes. He, he wants to make a statement, and I did kind of love the this moment where he's like, I want to make a statement before, before questions begin, and she's like, no, I, you can make a statement, and then he's like, no, 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 and he whips out, you know, Starfleet like, code. All, all the regulations. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, regulation number, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I get to speak first. And he tries to implore her to, like, shut up. And so, so she's brought in this other admiral, this other higher-ranking admiral who's there to, like, supervise all this now i mean he never says a word he never utters a word of dialogue so you never really know what he's thinking until maybe at the very end when he walks out and it's very clear because everyone's thinking the same thing but early on picard makes this speech and you don't really know is is he buying into is he is he trusting picard and what he's saying here or is he thinking no let this go through she wants to investigate you you know we don't know we don't know what he's thinking uh and i think that's an important part of the episode is that starfleet as a body is kind of you know, all, almost characterless in this episode into what they think of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Starfleet regulation and stuff in this. Like, uh, when when they question the, the other guy, uh, you know, the first time, it's like, oh, you know, 
well, I think it's the second time where they pull him back in and ask him about the, the, the Romulan grandfather, and he basically pleads the fifth, but they have a, a slightly different number for it, essentially. Yeah, well, he pleads that because Raker steps in, because he, he, he's, Raker is offered to him as counsel, because it's starting yeah. to feel like it's a more of a hearing and a trial than it is anything I else. I mean, e- even in the very first instance, that you know, when they first bring him in, they're like, this is informal, no accusations, but if you think you, you, know, you want legal counsel, you, that, that will be provided to you. But the question here is so good, and there's a couple of things that happen in this scene that are really great. One of them is with Worf, which we'll get back to. But the Picard stuff is really good because she starts bringing up things from the show that we've seen that she's going to start using to call into question. Like, if Picard is a traitor, if Picard can be trusted, she brings up the end of season one with escorting the Romulan, which is what led to, like, oh, Romulans are back. I think that was the end of season one. If it wasn't, it was season two, but it was, you know, I remember the episode. And, you know, she brings up a couple of other incidents. She says, oh, you've broken the Prime Directive technically nine times since you've taken command of this ship. And... He's like, yes, and all that was reported, all that was, you know, on the up and up with Starfleet, that was all well documented. She's like, yes, we're looking into it. And then she just drops, would you say you've fully recovered from your experience with the Borg? And there's just this looking, Picard doesn't say it, and it's actually one of the classic gifts of him facepalming, <laughs> which I actually almost felt like, oh, I wish that wasn't a gift because I almost laughed a little bit when he facepalmed. And it's like, yeah. it's a really good scene. It's a really good moment. But the internet's ruined it because now I all can think of, oh, it's a facepalm moment. Picard's facepalming, everyone <laughs> cheer. But he just kind of, and she kind of like finishes her thought, which she's saying like, oh, can you be trusted? You know, you, you were complicit in some way with ending 11,000 Federation lives and blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't get angry. He doesn't get upset. Picard, and he, he ultimately just does the thing because we, we learned earlier on the episode that you know he he studied the works of her father. Her father was this really respected uh, judge, I think it was, um, or something like that. Something, yeah. But, and, and his his works are pretty standard reading in the academy yeah. by the sounds of it. Like everyone who's who's there will be at least familiar with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, you know, a certain generation onwards, like that. He was the guy to study from, yeah. and Picard uses her father's own words and says it, i mean i can't remember the exact phrasing of it but it was to the effect of the first time that one of our freedoms is taken the first time that one person has their freedom taken we should all be scared of it uh that's the, the point where it all starts to crumble mm. and she gets so mad and so and it's essentially you know it's, it's something that we've seen in, in movies the idea that you in the courtroom and it's not always the person doing the questions admittedly that has to get to this point but you essentially slip someone up by making them reveal who they really are. And in this scene, she starts yelling, how dare you, I will find whoever's responsible because there are people responsible. And it becomes clear that she is demented, that she is out for blood, that she has a thirst for this, and this is not coming from a a sane, logical, considered and perspective. I think it's something that shines a light on the reality of a lot of legal processes like this, is that the facts are not facts. It is the truth as they are being presented from either side. And it's whether, you know, how you buy into it as a, as a jury or, you know, in, you know, in this case is the credibility of the, the, the side telling the story. Which one do you believe more uh, ultimately? And, and that's why, you know, she starts by, you know, attacking his credibility. Uh, and this here is, you know, it, it comes down to, okay, let's see, you know, that, that this, for, for her, this isn't about, facts this is just about her agenda and, and that's what does it yeah and I, I think it's really it's a testament to picard as a character that his reaction as this goes on he does not he doesn't get more heightened as it goes on 
he actually kind of retreats as he sees what she's doing and he's just kind of sad that she's trying this he's he's, he's kind of like he's demoralized that this is the tactic she's taking and ultimately you know the, the admiral who's there to supervise all this just gets up and walks out and everyone in the room walks out. It's, it's actually it's one, it's probably one of the most and jonathan freaks directed this episode so i'm going to give him some props here i actually mm-hmm. think this shot of everyone in the room the hearing room leaving until it's just her left sitting there on her own because she realized she just showed her hand she realized that she's just shown herself to be untrustworthy in this situation that she can't be trusted to uh, impartially you know pursue justice and law and in these contexts I, I wonder if they go back and review other things because she mentions like the last three or four years however long it's been since she's retired she hasn't settled down anywhere she's been going ship to ship you know mm. planet to planet doing this basically and i wonder you know obviously this time you know she was wrong maybe, maybe sometimes she was right but do those th- those cases get re-reviewed now in light it, of this it calls into question like is she just trying to justify her own job her own existence even though she's not technically still working but is yep. she justifying her own importance by looking for people to to find guilty and it's it's notable that her her uh betazoid uh and I keep saying that as if, as if she owns the Betazoid. She doesn't, obviously, but uh, it's just it's it's easy. He works. He's, he's for the Betazoid. Her. Yeah. Uh, he he's very devoted on her side almost the whole time. But when she goes on this rant here and this this towards the end, even he has this look in his face where we've just lost this. You you've just yeah. taken this away, and of course you know we find out afterwards that yeah the, the the admiral has said oh this is all over. There's no more hearings. This matter's closed. There's clearly nothing to find here. She was just looking for something and so picard has a couple of great speeches here i love his time with the borg being brought up as a a sort of like an argument to say can we trust picard and obviously everyone in the room and and Worf especially gets really upset here and it's it's, it's the romulan part specifically he gets really mad at and stands up especially when they bring up his father and the fact that his father might have been a romulan traitor and we know from the the episode that focused on that what the truth was there but 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 the but he can't reveal that because that's part of the the whole cover yeah, which actually ties into the theme of the episode that just because someone's hiding something does not make them guilty of what you think you're accusing them of. Uh, yes, uh, it, it is a fact that even the, you know the the Klingon at the start he was guilty of you know, espionage, I guess. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, but you know he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't blow up that. That was nothing to do with me. I don't know what happened there. And they're like, well, could it have been a co-conspirator? You know, could someone have been done it after you handed off the data? And he can't say no for sure because he doesn't know what they did with it. But just the idea of okay, he's guilty of one thing doesn't make him guilty of the other. Yeah, uh, and you know, this is the thing, Picard. You know, when he's making his opening speech, when he's he's about to be questioned, he he talks about how, you know, the the, the previous uh, officer who's been accused of all these things, the one who's you know a quarter Romulan, he he says that you know you, you didn't even suggest anything particularly specific. Never mind actually give any evidence or prove any of it. You you just can't, it was all based on like a, a hunch and based on a feeling, which I think leads me to just I wanted to throw in what I think my favorite Picard moment of this whole episode is because all of this stuff that we've talked about is great mm-hmm. and we haven't touched on my favorite moment. It's um it's after the hunches have kind of come up and he's having a a private meeting with Sati and I think it's his quarters. I'm not sure exactly. I can't remember. Um, and he's, he's like, John, I'm not really comfortable going down this path just based off of the hunch of, of your betazoid and she's like well it's not really a hunch is it he, you know he's he felt something he, he definitively felt a lie and he's like yeah but still she goes are you really telling me that if if you know troy your betazoid you trusted came to you and said that one of your crew members was dangerous you know had these thoughts you know feelings that you wouldn't you know 
lock them up, put them under stricter supervision, whatever. And he's like, no, I probably would. And that's something I should probably fix. Like just that, that awareness, all of a sudden seeing it and going, when he removed the situation and going, okay, if I just didn't trust her as much, then I, I wouldn't trust, you know, these judgments it's, as much. It's the idea that even he has room for improvement and that he's self, you know, when he's, when he's, conf- when he's confronted with something that maybe he has, because I don't think he's ever been anywhere nearly as guilty as what she's doing with her Betazoid in this no. episode. Not even close, but and yeah, maybe those are said, okay, maybe you watch the person a bit closer because there's some, some you know, a reason to suspect something maybe could be an issue. But, you know, and that's the thing, when he has the scene a couple of scenes later where he sits down with this officer and just talks to him about who he is and, you know, where he came from and sees that he's upset and he's scared, like, he, he almost just, from his own experience talking to him, essentially comes to a conclusion that even if he is guilty of something, he's clearly not this monster that she is building up in her. Yeah. And that's one of the bits of camera work as well. I mentioned, obviously, the great moment where she's left on her own when everyone else leaves. And it's the idea that she's a relic of, like, a darker time. She's a relic of someone who goes out for blood. And it's something we still have in this world today. Obviously, yes, and Picard even met, I was thinking which trials during the episode. Picard mentions it at the end as one of the older examples that, you know, gets brought up all the time when the subject does arise. Of false accusations leading to just instant punishment and death mm. and blah 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 but you know we have this there's a moment when uh i think it's when he's when the the betazoid is actually yelling at him you know who's really your the grandfather he wasn't vulcan he's right up in the camera's like face for lack of a better term the camera's right up to him and he's really imposing and in, in our face and it doesn't feel like someone looking for truth it feels like like you say like a sort of modern style tv style of court case where the lawyer is like trying to evoke a reaction to make them slip up um but it's coming yeah. from a really d- disingenuous place i think oh definitely it's, it's why i kind of uh brought mccarthyism very specifically as opposed to just general witch hunt because you know that was that was obviously a whole thing and obviously that would have been fresher back you know back in the the, you know, the, the late 80s Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, this here, you know, where he's just being summoned and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, no, you show up to court and tough, you're involved in this now. If you got that, that was it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's calling into questions the system. It's calling into questions like human attitude and the way we go looking for culprits. And, you know, one of the lines that Picard has, the the, the, the thin line or the, the short walk between valid suspicion and, you know, paranoia is a mm. lot shorter than we think it is. And that's a very good idea to take on board, I think, for anyone, to be honest. But the ending of the episode where he's talking to Worf, like, what he basically has a little speech here as he's talking to Worf about how, you know, we've done so much better. And Star Trek, at its core, is about envisioning a better version of the of human the human race and what we've become, and that we have eliminated the need for money, we've eliminated a lot of the, 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 the bad qualities of society, and we've gotten to a better place. And he talks about how but every so often, without suspecting it, all of a sudden, like someone almost like sends us back down the path of of the wrong way of thinking, and that that was fascinating for me, and I loved this moment, and it's, this is the thing that I think is almost like not intentionally, but kind of abused with modern Trek shows, is that this introduced the idea that yeah, this future with the Federation, this future with Starfleet, and it's this not utopia. Perfect. Well, that's not even that it's not perfect. I mean, that's true, it's not perfect, but it's the idea that it can falter, that it could potentially one day end, that it could potentially be undone with the same mistakes, the same human mistakes that have been made for centuries and thousands of years. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying it's terrifying how very quickly if we don't 
you know stop this if we don't pay attention if we don't catch it when it's happening that enough of the people who are always going to have this bloodthirst who are always going to look at the world in this different way can ruin everything we have and i think and i st- I stopped about it and i thought about it, I was like you know i i love the way this has been presented here that this is valuable that the starfleet and the federation could fall apart and that that danger is real because that makes the federation and what they are in star trek and star trek the next generation feel more important it feels like no it can fall apart and that's why they have to work to maintain it and that's what makes it more special it's not just the status quo because of course it is it's no no no. it's an institution that has to be worked at to be upheld yeah it's 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 kind of sad how you know we're watching this in you know relatively early 2021 and it's still like yep yeah, that uh, you know, maybe some people could have watched this over the last few years. Well, yeah, well, that's the th- well, that's what I was saying. I'm compared to the new Trek shows and Picard, specifically, but Discovery counts in this as well, where we essentially have to have an excuse for an action show, which is why I'm saying it's unintentionally kind of exploiting the idea that oh yeah, this can end. I don't think they're doing it because they've, they've looked at this episode and went, oh, we can unravel it, and it's okay to unravel it because they introduced this idea. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that unintentionally this is kind of a seed that you can justify everything that's happened later in the timeline that where mm. they've just went in places that don't feel satisfying. I This proves to me that there is a story to be told where the Federation can fall apart and it would work and it would be this tragedy of it falling apart in front of Picard. But Picard, like, calmly making this speech, like him sitting there being questioned and making this speech and then having this speech with Worf at the end just made me realise how utterly the new Picard show fails in every conceivable way. And it's heartbreaking. It's goddamn heart. They just don't get it. They don't understand yep. why this worked. <laughs> You're making me kind of glad I never watched it, I'll be honest. Because, I mean, we were mostly on board with the first half of uh, Discovery Season 3, which, you know, is playing in the, the aftermath of a, a fallen Federation for the most part. Yes. And, and I don't think that was a bad concept for them to play with in that show. Uh, I, I actually still think even by the end of the season it's one of the strongest elements they had so it's like no you, even in one track you can do it that there are ways that it can work it's just you've got to fit the story into it still not just uh, yeah it, it kind of touched rely on it. it you know it got close to the ideas occasionally but it never you know the writing discovery is not good enough to really tackle it but, no but, but it's, all, it's, it's again it's, like, it's so close but ultimately there's a lot of things where modern trek just has to be more of an action show so that so they have they, they have to change what it is and I'm like, there's more power in the way Picard handles situations in some of these episodes, these great episodes where he has to debate moral points, where he sticks up for his crew. You know, him sticking up for this officer that he's been treated like a criminal when he's not really, there's any reason to treat him like one, reminds me of him sticking up for Data when they try to take Data's kid. You know, it's the same and, idea. It's him saying, no, this is unjust and I'm going to stand for my beliefs, damn it. And this right, is- and, and that's kind of what I'm getting at here is like, it's amazing that uh, th- this isn't even the first, you know, good lawsuit episode uh, of of star trek you know the, the courtroom episode uh, i was gonna say there's a little bit of lawsuit but yeah courtroom. Yeah, yeah i, I changed my mind clearly <laughs> yeah um, i mean like, hell i mean th- this is it's not i wouldn't even necessarily <sighs> maybe it's better than measure of a man i don't know but that's the big one you compare it to because that's the big court one that's the data one right right but this is up there with it at the very least Yes, that, this was phenomenal. This was a fantastic episode. I mean, and, I never even usually I start by saying, "What did you think of this episode?" There was no, there point, was no point because like, it, like, because even early in this episode, the first time he says to Satya, he's like, "Yeah, I don't feel if I feel comfortable going down this path with just the, the hunch." It's right from that line of dialogue. I'm like, "There's going to be a speech later. It's going to be great." Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a speech. The first, 
the first maybe 10 minutes or so of the episode, I was like, oh, this is all right. You know, I, I didn't have any strong opinion either way. It was just, okay, it's the start of a Trek episode. Yeah. And then it was probably around that point, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, where I went, oh, this is going to be a good one. Where I, you, I just kind of got that feeling. I was like, oh, yeah. this, this is going there. And and it, and it every, every, like every five, 10 minutes as I was watching it, I found myself going, please don't fall apart at the end. Like I, I just, I was like, please no. stick the landing. And, and it did. It didn't even just that. Like, it got better and better. I, I legitimately think it did nothing yeah. but get better in the last 10 minutes. And the ending yeah. with Worf, because to go to Worf's side of the episode, which I think plays into all this, is that it brings up Worf's father and what he was accused of and the, you know what other Klingons, the idea that he's not even mentioned on the homeworld. Um, Kaminar. That's the Klingon homeworld. Right? No, it's... Uh, huh? Is, is it? All right, I've got it. No, that's but, the Kelpian homeworld. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the Kelpian homeworld. You're right, you're right on. Hold on, just... <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know Cl- it's not that. Klingon world. Kronos! That's the one. Uh, I knew I mean, it was a K. I knew it was... Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I knew it was a K sound, damn it. Damn it. Just, just the wrong K. Oh, just the wrong one. Okay, anyway, so, so so early on, it reminds you of his father. It reminds you of, like, Worf's kind of shame and how loyal he is to Starfleet and all that because of, you know, what, what the choices he's made uh, in, in those situations. And then... You have the subject come up where he's with the Betazoid and Wasatia, and the Betazoid says, you know, you're trying very hard to, you know, prove you're on our side or something to that effect, but you have nothing to fear. You know, we, we did question at first, you know, given what happened with your father, the, the accusations that maybe you were security risk, but do not worry, you know, you, you, you're not under suspicion because of who your father was, which is nicely thematic given what the line they're going down with uh you know because the, the, the romulan all it boils down to is you're you're part romulan therefore it's, it's, it's basically racism it's just straight up racism uh, no, let's call it, it is, it and is. that's that's a big part of picard's speech in yeah. the courtroom is h- how are we possibly accusing this this man of anything based off the fact that he happens to have some blood generations yeah. back at this point of what happens to be one of our current enemies and, and, and you know again important to say you know yeah. current enemy i know where trek's gone with that but and they didn't know that at this point yeah important part of the speech though no, it is it's a really good part and that makes you think of the wharf thing and then it's almost moments later after they bring up the the, the picard romulan you know they had to let the traitor go because they, they thought they were transporting a vulcan but it wasn't yeah blah blah but they didn't fight to get her back after but immediately immediately uh the Betazoid, who made this speech later, earlier on to, to Worf about how they trust him, about how he's a good, you know, Starfleet security officer, he turns to Worf and says, and, you know, who could, how could we suspect that the security didn't catch this this traitor, this, this you know, this, this spy in our mist? Because we have the son of a, a Romulan, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Conspirator, or not conspirator. Conspirator uh, works. Conspirator works, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh... I don't know. The sympathizer? Word, not sympathizer. Maybe it's maybe it's conspiracy word. Maybe I've double bluffed myself into thinking the word that I've come to is not the word I was wanting. But anyway, the, the you know he immediately basically says, "Oh, you know this." He, he turns around and, be, and is racist to Worf and accuses him of not catching this because oh you you are also you know because of your father because of his bloodline is the word I want to use here specifically again because of your bloodline maybe we shouldn't trust you. So it just starts to seep in. That's this racism uh, seeps in throughout the episode. And when he gets to the end with Worf and he's with Picard, you know, he turns to Picard and says, I didn't see it. I, I believed her. I didn't, you know, until, until we got to the point where she was accusing Picard of things. And it's someone that, that Worf trusts so much that he knew that this was false, that he knew this was not true. 
that he was able to snap out of it and he, he obviously he didn't but before that he believed them he he was he was desperate to find whoever was behind this he was convinced there was someone to find as i didn't see it and you know picard turns around and says you know uh, villains who you know twirl their mustaches are easy to spot but the ones who you know disguise their stuff in in good intentions and in good deeds you know those are a bit more tricky and you know it's worth not feel too bad about it like you know but it does this calls into question the idea of someone who does gain a following who's someone who does convince others and how often do we talk about people winning elections because they 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 use the fear of immigration they use the fear of the other right right? and over and over time history recent history shows this (laughs) right exactly and and that's that's the the point here. Warp, I'm not saying he shouldn't feel bad because he obviously needs to do some self-reflection uh, as to why he went along with it so easily. But he's definitely not alone in history you know, to do no. that. Lots of people do. And that's why these people manage to succeed in, and, in and, any level. And I think that shows the importance of having a character like Picard and having the characters around Worf, who he learns from, who that once he realizes that he's been tricked in some way, um, because it's one thing when it's this, you know, faceless officer that he's maybe passed in the hallway a couple of times, but he doesn't really know. But once Picard's honor is called into question, Worf is ready to go to war. <laughs> he's like, how dare you? How dare right, you aso- accuse my captain of this? Exactly. And Picard's ultimate point is, if you feel that way about me, you should have felt that way about any accusation yeah. that was just as baseless. Yeah. Um, so well, Worf's learned something. And I think Picard even has a learning moment earlier on with the, you know, maybe I should second guess how I treat people if, you know, if Troy says, oh, they, they're a bit suspicious. That doesn't mean me to say he should ignore it, but he should maybe think no, about it, it differently. It, 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 it can't be the only thing he bases it on. It's just, it's yeah. going to be part of the overall tapestry. And I think that's, that's why that's one of my favorite moments of the episode is just that it is just that that self-awareness and realization that even, even an episode where he's giving the great speeches and bringing everything back to, how it should be you know really it's that moment that he still can fall prey to this as well i think yeah it's the idea that it's yeah so it's a potential threat for everyone and everyone has to be vigilant with themselves as well as others when it comes to stopping this it's not yeah. about being vigilant and catching you know traitors it's, it's being vigilant and catching ourselves giving in to the the easy fear instead of acting with compassion and it doesn't really give us like a perfect answer a perfect way to tackle everything here it's more about just spotting the danger. It's about spotting the things that we have to try and do better with. And awareness, I think, is is the big yeah. message here. Is you know, like I say, you know, Picard realizing that, and you know, Worf realizing at the end again, you know, that okay, you know, you need to be more aware of this. This it's a possibility. Just keeping your mind open to the fact that this it, can happen, which I think depressingly is all too you know uh, obvious for a lot of us recently. It's been yeah. our minds a lot over the last few years. So no, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, that is the drumhead. We'll look ahead to what's coming up uh, next time. Episode 22 of the season is going to be called Half a Life. Uh, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, we're going to drop in quality, aren't we? The very first, the very first, I mean, who knows? We could be surprised, but the very first words of this description are Counselor Troy's mother. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> visits the Enterprise and becomes infatuated with a man whose culture forces him into a suicidal ritual called the resolution. I feel like there's going to be room here for jokes about this man being driven to suicide because Counselor Troy's mother is uh, after him. I think that might happen on the next review, yes. <laughs> I'm making it now at the very least. Uh, but very good. 
I mean, they can't all be this good, I suppose. <laughs> hey, we've we've had a surprise with her episodes before. Oh yeah, that, that was that one really fun one. Yeah. So that is uh that's what's coming up next time. You can let us know what you thought of uh this episode in the comments. You can like and subscribe all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. And of course you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as one dollar per month and help keep all the content coming. And of course at the five dollar tier you get early access to these episodes by a week. So you stay a week ahead of the the public. You can feel all high and mighty and uh you know, Who doesn't like feeling like that? You can feel like you're, you know, in the ready room, in the meeting room with the with the, the bridge crew, not just on ten forward with all the the regular people. You feel like all those schlubs. A false sense of superiority. Although all joking aside, we love all the viewers equally. <laughs> um, uh, like I say, like and subscribing, also very good ways of supporting us. Uh, but that is uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, and somewhere out there running from his own witch trial, therefore not in complete control, because people in control aren't being almost burned at the stake for being witches. Wesley Crusher is somewhere.